Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Hey, this is Brandon Laws, and welcome back for another episode. Good to be with you. A couple housekeeping items before we get on with today's episode. Uh, first off, uh, and I've mentioned it the last few episodes, sign up for the What People Want From Work survey before September 17th. It's a free survey that uh, we will give you a link to the survey and instructions to send your employees. We just need one person from your organization to, to sign up initially to be the main point of contact and send out the survey to your employees. And then we calculate all the responses from your employees and give you a nice report based on the quantitative results and ratings and things like that. So sign up. The link is in the show notes. And again, that's the What People Want From Work survey. Uh, Secondly, Zenium just recently launched a community for executives. We're calling it the Zenium Executive Community. And we basically wanted to build a resource and a community for executives and C-level and senior leader type people. Uh, Oftentimes, they're sort of by themselves at the at the top, don't have a lot of support and resources. So we wanted to build this free community where uh, they can share ideas and content and ask questions and, and things like that. And we're, uh, Zenium, sort of facilitating that. Uh, I figured with this podcast and with other content that's so geared towards HR folks that uh, an executive community makes a lot of sense. And uh, so if you have an executive or you are an executive yourself or a senior leader type person, definitely share this executive community. I'll put the link in the show notes again, and feel free to pass that along. Okay, now on to today's episode. I bring in Paige Tamlin. She is a Zenium employee, uh, one of our HR generalists here. And we've had her on the podcast before. We talked about millennials. And that was a great episode. That was probably a year or so ago. Uh, So go check that one out if you haven't heard that with Paige. Paige has a very unique role at Zenium. Actually, she's, I believe, only one of her kind. She has a role as a HR generalist consultant for Zenium, works with a lot of different clients, employee relations and projects and things of that nature. And then recently, probably six months ago, she decided to go on site at one of our client locations for a couple days a week. So she's got this weird hybrid role where she's working a couple days a week internally and then uh, really immersed in their culture and uh, their needs on a day-to-day basis. And then she steps aside and then works with many other businesses across different industries in more of a consultant role. So I thought she had a really unique perspective, wanted to just talk about that on the podcast and kind of give you perspectives, pros and cons to both roles. And hopefully you find some value in this conversation and what Paige has to say. And we just talk about like what the future of the HR department is. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. Paige is a lot of fun and I think you're really going to love it. Enjoy. 
Paige. Paige Tamlin, what's up? Brandon, good. what's going on, man? It is good to have you on the podcast. <laughs> nice been, to be back. It's been a little while, it's right? It's been a little while. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, I think it's been over a year well, since I've been on here. <laughs> the last uh, topic we did was on millennials, if I remember yeah, right. Recruiting yeah, recruiting millennials. Yeah, that's still a hot topic, and we could probably revisit that another time. But yeah. you've got one of the most interesting roles at Zenium. In fact, I think you're the only one of your kind. I am the Give only me. one of my kind. So <laughs> I, I know uh, what your role is, but I mean, we're going to get into the details of it. Why don't you just broadly tell some of the listeners like what your role is all about? Yeah, for sure. This, um, this isn't a normal role for us. It was somewhat of a unique request. So I work two days a week out at a client doing basically internal HR for them, but what we consider external HR. And I work for them two days a week as an on-site through the Zenium on-site model. And then three days a week I spend here as an HR generalist. So yeah. you get some variety in your day, in other words. Absolutely. And yeah. I think for a lot of people like wrapping their head around like the consultant model where you have a, a bajillion clients in you know, different industries working with different people all the time and, and adapting to different cultures. But then you got this other side where it's like you're working for one client for multiple days and mm-hmm. it's you have to like immerse yourself in their culture mm-hmm. and you're part of their team, right? Mm-hmm. So how's that dynamic between being part of like their culture half the time and then being part of the Zenium culture half the time? Is it hard to adapt? Yeah, it's it was an adjustment, I would say, for the first couple months. Um, I've actually just been there since January of this year, but luckily I've been working with them for a couple of years. They've been a Zenium client for a really long time. It's been a shift and it's been interesting for me to have you know, a seat at their table and for yeah. to really be part of their leadership team and have them come to me with, with questions and how we can help grow their business. Um, they've been in business for over 97 years and Jeez. we're seeing another huge amount of growth. And they've never had, they never had HR outside of like the Not in a, consulting role with that, with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been with us for like five years. Yes. Yeah. They've been with us for a while, but haven't really had formal HR necessarily. They've had some people that have, you know, an HR hat on, but typically in like a, they have an accounting role most of the time been doing HR part-time yeah. sort of thing. So I am the first like designated HR person for them. Yeah. What's fascinating, I think, is that there's so many differences between the two types, like being in-house and being external and having lots of clients. I mean, the, the, I'm sure the days are different. You mentioned the, the, the seat at the table thing. What's interesting is that I wouldn't normally think an in-house person would have automatically a seat at the table. I think in, in maybe it's special in this organization, but for a consultant role, I think because employers are often hiring us to, to help them with their HR support, they we sort of have a seat at the table there. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about your in-house experience so far. Do you feel like you have a, a voice there? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They've really empowered me to really do what's what I think is best for them. And certainly they even ask me questions of things that are not necessarily HR related, maybe that are just more business related. I have a, a business degree and I think sometimes they value my opinion and other things mm-hmm. too. And I, they have empowered me to say, share your opinion. Like we wanted you here. I want to hear from you. And yeah. so that's different from being, you know, in the Zenium team where clients are only asking us for opinions on things True. that they're yeah. asking that's, for. That's a good point. As opposed to just soliciting and just saying, hey, open door. Yeah. Give me your feedback with whatever you want. And that's been really empowering for yeah, me. Yeah, I guess that, that is kind of the difference is like in the in and outsourced model or external, you're, you're sort of in and out at mm-hmm. a lot of different clients. Mm-hmm. And to have a seat at the table, maybe 
not so much because you're not there and the I mean the trust is there but maybe it's just different because you're just not there all the time right so it's not easy to just like be part of every single leadership and executive meeting whereas mm-hmm. you're in-house you know you're part you're part of that team mm-hmm. all the time yeah uh has that you know has that been a, a really nice piece to internal yeah I think like? that uh that was somewhere in my career that I was interested in exploring and doing more internal HR and feeling like I could make a huge impact somewhere so being able to do that in a short span of time <laughs> yeah. in two days a week has been really rewarding for me and I don't know it's just an incredible opportunity and I feel like they've just kind of like I said have empowered me with that opportunity so what's I think what's fascinating and what I hear because I I like to think I have an objective view because I'm a marketing guy inside of an HR company so I talk to a lot of HR people all day I interview a lot of them I imagine like in in our external model here there the growth opportunities are crazy because again you're dealing in rapid fire pace you work with a lot of different companies in a lot of different situations across different cultures mm-hmm. and, and all that. And everybody has different needs, right? Whereas like on the internal side, one culture, one team, set schedule. Maybe you have a seat at the table there uh, and not everybody probably has that same experience. But things stay relatively the same. So growth opportunities, I'd wonder if you're limited on the in-house side versus the external. What I do you would, think? yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And I, I think that most HR folks who are looking for growth opportunities actually seek out places mm-hmm. like Zenium because we just have a incredible amount of trajectory to your career. So. That's the reason that I've also stayed internal. I didn't want to kind of give yeah. up that yeah, piece yeah. quite yet. Um, I'm only five years into my career, but certainly when I'm there, you know, it's only things that are coming up that I'm able to to deal with. And certainly we've had our fair share of incidences come up there and here at Zenium. And so I've gotten a lot of exposure, but I can't force something to happen over there just for me to get my, some exposure to that's, it. So. That's a really good point. So like you're sort of dealing with issues as they come in yeah. and, and then on the proactive side, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing what the company wants versus coming, coming at it from an external like mm-hmm. vendor partner sort of relationship where you're like, Hey, you know, knowing what we know, or this is best practice. Here's what you should do. It's nice in your situation. You kind of have best of both <laughs> worlds, but like for most people who are probably in house listening to this, they're like, I mean, I'm kind of going against the grain a lot of times where I'm just kind of waiting for shit to break down, for lack of a better word. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And sometimes it's like that's where most of your growth is, right, is through the struggle. I think most HR people would probably agree with that and business owners as well. It's like when you're growing, like it's the growing pains. That's absolutely what happens. So unless you're experiencing some sort of new phenomena and you're world you're probably not gonna get that experience so i do truly have the best of both worlds so yeah totally in the external partner outsourced hr sort of model stuff's being thrown at you so Mm -hmm. growth opportunities sort of just land in your plate whether you want them or not and it's most of the time experiential unless you're going to get credentials or going to school for or whatever Mm -hmm. uh in-house i imagine you intentionally have to look for growth opportunities. Absolutely. Um, and it's got to come from within, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I personally go through this because yeah, you're totally experiencing I don't this have, right now. I don't have any other, besides uh, Julie on my team, there's no other marketers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to seek external resources to develop myself. And mm-hmm. it often comes with, the motivation comes from within. So the internal HR, you're doing that, right? And have you experienced that? 
yeah. mean, you have the best of both worlds. So I know it's, it's take, hard. <laughs> take your external side off as an in-house person. Would you? Yeah, as an in-house person, I think there's a lot of times where they feel like they're just out there looking for good opportunities and you know that's why it's really important to partner with you know attorney you know partners and any other sort of sherm networks anything like that that you can kind of get your hands on and i feel like a lot of internal hr people are just grasping for something just to like keep them going whereas you know i'm here everything is thrown at me usually from just an outside environment you know thing that's out of my control yeah that i you know get some extra exposure to or i might still seek out some extra things for me to kind of just mm-hmm. boost my own. I have a really um, strong interest in project management, so I'm probably going to get project management certified. Mm, so there's other things yeah. that I'm doing even to kind of go against the grain, if you will, from just even a normal HR person, if you want to call it that, a normal HR person. But Yeah, and I think what's fascinating is uh, as an in-house person, you're going with the priorities and vision for the, the management or the ownership of the organization. So, you know, if you want a project management certification, maybe that's, you know, maybe there's not a lot of projects for you. Maybe it's, mm-hmm. they don't see it that way. Um, yeah. So I think for in-house HR people, they probably have to develop partly based on what the organization needs and partly on their desires, but they maybe have to do that on their own. Mm-hmm. Would you see that being kind of a, a challenge for I growth? think so, yeah. And every industry has its own set of challenges. So working, um, the client that I work for is in construction. And so we're seeing a huge dip in, you know, skilled trade, vocational skills. Wow. And so it's really, really hard for me to recruit. And that was something that they really needed support with, of course. And so I'm in this weird spot of trying to desperately find people and unemployment is so low. And so it's been a real interesting challenge of trying to get people in the door there. And um, so I've been doing a lot of research on how like interesting ways to recruit in construction and manufacturing because they actually do both. And so I'm broadening my mindset with things like that while I'm there. So I still get you know, stuff here while I'm at Zenium and yeah. I'm still trying to kind of like grasp and that's, this stuff while I'm there that's too. That's kind of the fascinating thing is as, um, cause consultants, we don't really do a ton of recruiting because our, our sister company is, uh, express employment professionals and international staffing agency. And they really focus on the recruiting piece. So we don't really dip our toes into that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we will, if we have a big client who needs recruiting. Especially case, like case executive. Yeah. If we have clients that look for HR people, we will certainly help yeah, kind of well manage that. that. But yeah, as far as traditional recruiting goes, yeah, we're not really doing that at Zenium. We are, if our on-sites are doing that, that's really the only kind of way we're yeah. able to do that because they're actually part of their business. So that's been a new experience for me. I've never yeah. done formal and recruiting. And so. for you, like so niche with the construction field too. And if, yeah. there's, if there's the labor market's really tight for that, like where the hell do you even look for, for skilled labor in that area? It's a challenge. <laughs> any <laughs> if anybody secret, knows any, anybody. Yeah, any secrets for Paige that uh, we could like hey, reach out to us on LinkedIn or something? And, yeah, and yeah. If you can like ideas. comment on this or like send us an email, please let me know. Oh, gosh. Um, any any tips for, for listeners on tips like for thing, listeners. things you've um, there's actually a lot of like skilled trade and vocational programs in Oregon is, is kind of what I'm finding. So a lot of the community colleges have skilled trade programs. That's kind of where I'm going to be heading and seeing if I can find people there. We have a, a large part of our workforce is probably going to be retiring in the next couple of years too. Oh, so there's a lot of there. skill walking out the door in place who've been there for 20, 30, 40 years and 
I'm really nervous about how I'm going to wow. get people in the door, but it's, it's part of the growth. And, yeah. So um, you're definitely looking for people with like, who've been through trade certifications and, and yeah. not necessarily somebody with a psychology degree. Right? No. And that's, <laughs> that's the shift that we're seeing and crazy in, in schooling and stuff right now is that, you know, a it's lot, a lot of, of labor intensive yeah. jobs out there, very specialized and with premium not wages, not how wow. they used to be. And a lot of the articles that I've been reading are talking about, you need to shift the kind of cultural yeah. perspective of what manual labor can look like. Yeah. Cause there's kind of this negative stigma about how that mm-hmm. can be and talk about how great your culture is, all the perks and stuff that you offer. So all the normal stuff you would recruit for, but really we need to get over that stigma of yeah. what that industry is like. So it's, it's a big challenge for everybody. Oh my gosh, we're going to have an entire podcast I know. just on like labor Maybe shortages. we'll do part two. Part two. I love that. Cause we're going on a sidebar here. I like it. <laughs> um, but we need to get back to you as an internal external. Okay. So I wanted to ask you a couple of things. Yeah. I imagine like, being in-house, because I experienced this, again, I'm kind of mm-hmm. really in it back to my own personal, there's a silo effect mm-hmm. to what you're experiencing. Uh, depending on the size of the organization, when you're in-house, you have either yourself, you may have a couple people in the HR space that you can rely on, but I imagine you're by yourself for the most part. What have you experienced so far there? Because you're the only one of your kind. I, I am the only one of my kind. And I, uh, you know, sometimes sit in my office and I go, huh, what am your I going to do today? Your ivory tower. You know, my ivory tower. Yeah. I'm sure they Making probably don't see it that way. Making orders down to people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's certainly, it's a different pace than yeah. what I'm used to. And I mean, I think that the culture there, because the leadership team is so integrated, I don't feel quite as siloed That's as good. I think a lot of other see, internal collaboration between you and the leadership yeah, team. Yeah, but I think a lot of other, I can certainly see how other internal HR people, especially if maybe you only have a part-time person that's, you know, on your team, or maybe you work in, you know, an operations team, you know, as an HR person, I can certainly see how you would feel siloed. And I think that's why it's really important to be part of groups like the Sherm group, you know, chapter in Portland. Yeah. Yeah, Getting, you know, connected with other HR folks in the Portland area. Hey, we got listeners all over the world. So this is true. (laughs) We have clients in like Spain. So we're all over the place. So come check us out. Add me on LinkedIn. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for though. I know. I know. So I think it's, yeah, in order to kind of like beat that silo effect, you have to be really strategic about, you know, your continued education and all of that stuff, because it's going to, make you feel like you're less siloed but yeah. i certainly feel that i'm not actually siloed, well you're a little unique situation because unique you have the resources situation. and people to lean on so that's the other thing i want to ask was the resources so mm-hmm. i think for a lot of organizations and i'm just sort of putting words in people's mouth here but uh, i just know what i know about the market i think most organizations think of hr as a cost center that's just the reality of it department of no all that stuff right uh, for for progressive employers, they think of HR as an investment in the organization, mm-hmm. uh, culture development, people development. Those are the smart companies. Those are the smart companies. <laughs> we like we like to work with people like that. Yeah. So resourcefulness, I think, is could be a challenge for in-house people who have an employer that maybe don't think of HR the way we would like them to think about mm-hmm. it. What advice would you give people like that, where um, they're just sort of like? handicapped by the ability to um, have a budget for Mm -hmm. one for either resources you know external vendors or partners like us or spending money on initiatives and activities and um, events and things like that 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 might actually enhance people side of their business what do you what do you think about that yeah it's It's a big question it's a big question but it's it's an uphill battle and i think that there are still companies that don't see hr as a true partner 
And that's, that's certainly a challenge that people are going to have to overcome. And I think one of our uh, colleagues, one of our directors of HR services, she just went to the SHRM conference in Chicago and she was talking My about... My cousin. Yes. Yes. Alicia, <laughs> name drop. Um, she attended the SHRM conference and they were talking about how HR needs to get back to being more of a, a business partner. Yeah. And so businesses can see them truly as somebody who's not just the finger yeah. wagger. Was it ever that though? I think it's going, I think people want. I think they, we started a trend there yeah. and then we kind of started to see some interesting changes in the market. And so we've kind of maybe yeah, gotten away from that it's a, a good, bit. Good point. We're more reactive is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think situations like now where there's the Me Too movement and all yeah. these like really negative things that are happening, people are on alert. So they're reactive to the whatever's yep. happening. It's all noise. Uh, I mean, it's the reality of like business right now. It's noise, but it's, it needs to be taken care of. So mm -hmm. then it distracts HR from being a true business partner yeah. and really just when it's the, you know, it, what do you, what does your business want? Do they want the transactional support or do they want a true business partner and somebody who can sit next to you and give you strong business advice? Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things that I came away with from um, Alicia's, you know, meeting and stuff in Chicago was we need to be bold. We need to be upfront saying what is best for this company. And I think that once companies understand that we truly have the best interest of employees and yeah. employers at heart, I think that that's, when that's we get a, to a better place. I love that point. That's yeah. a really good point because HR should really work on behalf of both, not just yeah. the employer, uh, because then employees are going to be leery. It's like, oh, there's uh, mm -hmm. Toby from the office. There. Toby. <laughs> yeah, come on. I have been asked if I, I was Toby to before, and I was like, I am not Toby. <laughs> Toby I am not the finger wagger. <laughs> I am not the oh. finger wagger. I don't want, I hate that HR has that kind of negative stigma about yeah. it, that that's what we are. And I mean, certainly that's a part of my job. I can't you know, neglect yeah. that completely, yeah. but I want to be strategic. I want to be able to help businesses grow yeah. and they have the client that I work for has big plans to grow. And so I want to be with there, you yeah. know, with them next to them doing that. Yeah. But I think that's fascinating is your unique perspective of being uh, this external partner, but also an onsite HR generalist i don't know what the actual title is but you got it uh, is that right yeah, okay. that's it <laughs> so what's what's interesting is that you do come at it from a business partner perspective you mm -hmm. came in there maybe doing specific functions but you have access to a, a giant team of people right who have a lot of knowledge deal with a lot of different industries and organizations and so you get a tap into that knowledge at mm -hmm. any given time i like this is an interesting model it's been taken off off for us but yeah um, we have like what over 25 on sites i think something now. like that it just fluctuates yeah. for sure but it was a model we just sort of like fell into yeah and i think it's because the best of both worlds is kind of nice yeah. it's like it's nice to have an in-house hr person because you need the day-to-day -day help yep it's a lot of like reactive based somebody stuff. that really knows your business can yes. get in the weeds with things yes. can help support you in the things that you need but still having that back office support and having a team of senior business partners other mm -hmm. business partners comp specialists people that are you know in a wheelhouse that's completely yeah. different from mine but that I can still tap into when I need to I yeah. think anybody I think any of our clients that have on-sites can totally speak to that yeah. that it's it is the best of both worlds. I, the reality for the in-house person is that they get spread so thin, right? If mm -hmm. they're if you're one person, I mean, the audience right here, small businesses. So I, I know I know lots of listeners that I, I talk to them on a regular basis via LinkedIn and you know Instagram and all that, and I can I can picture what they go through on a regular basis. They have a million priorities. 
we just talked about the reactive stuff. They get sucked into those mm-hmm. things, the issues that come up. But I know that they probably would love to do wage surveys every month or every year and do employment surveys and do fun activities yeah. and culture-based things. The, the reality is they, they can't do it all. They have to pick and choose. Yep. Where do you spend your time? Yeah. And what's important to you and what's important to the people who are paying your, you know, yeah. your salary? So yeah. sometimes I think they are really spread thin about what's important to them. And I feel like a lot of our clients come to us with that saying, we've got the day-to-day stuff down. We need help with comp. We need help yeah. with culture work. We need help with, you know, and all this other kind of tactical stuff we just don't have time for. It's it's different depending on every business. But I think we've been able to do some really, really great work with clients yeah. with, you know, projects that they just can't get to. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because I was one of those people on the marketing side, uh, in-house and I want to do everything. And the reality is I only have so much time in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no different than that HR person that wants to get to everything. I want to do everything myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to admit that. But <laughs> this year I finally, you know, I've, I've sought some consultant based people in an yeah. agency. And sometimes you just kind of have to wrap somebody from the outside around. And I think yeah. that model is probably the best for business. Yeah. Right? Somebody is going to be able to do and, something better than you might be able to. Yeah. And once I think people understand that a bit, I, you know, I've got an ego a little I bit. Know. Like I had to kind of get over that. I I'm a it. perfectionist. <laughs> I like to do everything myself and I totally will try and do everything myself 95% of the time. But that other 5% of the time when I don't have time for something, it's yeah. nice for me to, you know, come back and land it with my team and say, Hey, yeah. I need your guys' help with this. And it's like all yeah. hands on deck. I think when you finally get over that, it's, uh, you open the doors for more growth for, mm-hmm. for you and for the business. And ultimately it's, it's whatever's best for the business. Right. What do you think is best for the business? What's the, like that perfect model? The perfect model is obviously going to depend on your business. And how but big it is, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the bigger your business is, the more support you need. But I think from what I have seen, when Zenium is able to wrap around an internal HR person or somebody who at least has somewhat of an HR you know, function, I think that's when the most success happens because we can support that person and help them kind of deploy whatever it yeah. is that we're working on i truly feel like that's the best fit yeah what do you think like more of a junior person in-house or senior level depends on the stage of the of the company i mean if they're in super growth wildfire mode probably need somebody senior yeah, yeah or you might need a recruiter and somebody maybe who's more technical it depends on your culture it depends yeah. on your industry it yeah, it depends on a lot of things. But I think we've supported everything from an HR, you know, assistant, just an entry level person up to, you know, senior director yeah. level people just based on the work that we're able to mm-hmm. do. So before we we bail here, because we're kind of reaching our time, I want to ask you about the future of like HR and what that perfect model is. And the reason I ask is because I've heard uh and this is more just industry news, but I've I've been hearing a lot about how HR people are making their way all the way to that, that C-suite, mm-hmm. right? They're, some of them are taking over and running businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our organization is no different. I mean, we have Ann Donovan who was our, you know, she grew up through the company in an HR role, VP of HR, then now president running a company. Some of these HR people out there are having these CEO level positions. Do you think that's going to become more of a trend because the people side of the business is so vital? 
Yeah, I absolutely think that's a trend. Um, somebody was just talking to me about an article. It was an airline company who was, I think it was United. I think yeah, there's only been, like four of them, right? Yeah, exactly. I think United is who it was. They've been having some issues and been in the news a lot. And they actually just promoted their HR person to like a, yeah. a C-suite level person because they understood that they've gotten away from like their customer experience base. Yeah. And so they needed somebody who understands people, who understands Inside customers out, yeah. to move up into that role. So they had some sort of customer service HR yeah. background. And I think that that, it's really smart. Oh, I think so too. I mean, it depends on the industry, of course, but when you have an industry like airline is a prime example, it's very commoditized and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of competitors that do exactly the same thing, right? So your differentiator is either have like the nicest looking planes and experience inside, or, you know, you have flight attendants and pilots who make it fun and make the experience even from the very beginning and like buying your ticket all the way through the check-in and on the plane and like how they're talking to you like that always comes down and is rooted in the training, the mm-hmm. development, mm-hmm. the vision, the culture. And yeah. that's what worked at the, the HR people. It's your employer do. brand. Yeah. What's your employer brand doing for you to bring in good candidates and good people to practice your culture, your mission, your values, and all of that stuff. I think somebody that's been really successful at that is Southwest. Yeah. How many YouTube videos do you see with people rapping on Southwest? I'm like, that's genius. I'm like, it's marketing genius. It's like people genius. I I just, that's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So your internal and external role, what's the future for you? Future for me. It's a great question. (laughs) If I had a crystal ball. (laughs) Um, What do you like best? You know, I do like both. I like the opportunity to be able to, you know, kind of practice my craft and um, get continued education here at Zenium, but I like making a huge impact out of a client. So I kind of foresee myself in this role for a while. It's kind of cool because you do get like ownership over that internal role, whereas you can like use the external side, the the outsourced uh, consultant. uh, I use that for training training. and I can be kind of a control freak when I'm over there because it's just me. I love it. Yeah. Well, Paige, thanks for coming on the podcast. This is a lot of fun. I enjoyed the discussion. Thank you for having me. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Good stuff. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.